you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. The NBA season is fucking here. I am so excited. This is going to be an absolutely audaciously amazing season. I am telling you, the vibes I get from talking to people around the league, everyone's really confident. Everyone's feeling great. Everybody's in the best shape of their lives. We're ready to give you best bets five days a week. Five days a week from now through the end of the NBA season, we will have you here on Buckets. Everything we talk about today could be found in the award-winning Action Network app. You can track your bets. You can follow all of our experts' bets. You can see how much Brandon is refusing to bet on the Miami Heat, no matter how much I dare him to. You can track all sorts of future plays. You've got our panelists of guests today. They've got their plays up. You can find all that cool stuff in the Action Network app. want to let you know real quick. Go check out youtube.com slash the action network. You're going to find all sorts of cool stuff on there. You're going to find this show. You're going to find big bets on campus. You're going to find the action network podcast and the favorites. You're going to catch our live shows. We're going to be doing NBA live shows. We're going to be doing all sorts of cool stuff. You want to subscribe, hit the subscribe and like button over on the action network, YouTube page. This is your NBA season opener Tuesday, October 24th. Best bets episode. We made it to join me and kick things off. We're going to have a bunch of contributors today. Our first group starting it off is going to be our usual Monday crew. I've got the Jays. I've got Jim Turvey and Joe Delera. They're going to give us our best bets. We're going to go through the cap. We're going to talk about each of the games on opening night and see how we can get you guys some bets that you're going to want to make. Joe Delera, we'll start with you. We're going to list them up at the front. What are your best bets for Tuesday night? So you guys know I got to start with a ladder and we're taking Devin Booker three point ladder and we're liking Yusuf Nurkic over two and a half assists. All right. Jim Turvey, what are your best bets for Tuesday? Got Suns Warriors over 232 and I've got Bradley Beal over four and a half assists. All right. Starting you off with some prop action. I like it. My best bets for Tuesday night. 
Nikola Jokic, two plus threes. There's a plus 280 that you can find in the market. Austin Reeves, over 22 and a half PRA. There's a minus 104 on that in the market. And in the late game, I have Warriors money line. There's a minus 110 flat out there. Like that bet quite a bit. We'll talk about why and more on this show. Uh, let's go over the lines real quick for Tuesday night. I can't do this for every night because then like, Wednesday, we have like 15 games. Uh, the Nuggets are four and a half point favorites in their ring banner night. First ever banner in franchise history. They are four and a half point favorites. Total 227 and a half. Money line minus 202, a plus 169 in the Action Network app on the Los Angeles Lakers. The Golden State Warriors are one point favorites. This line has bounced around crazy over the last couple of weeks with the Draymond Green news, which we'll talk about. Uh, minus one for the Warriors, money line minus 113, a minus 105 on the Suns, and there is a 232 and a half as Jim alluded to in the market. All right, let's start with the early game because I think it's it's interesting and neither of you have plays on it, so we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, I've got Jokic, two plus threes, plus 280, Austin Reeves over 22 and a half PRA. Um, I can't find anything on this side. I can't find anything in terms of what we want to do as far as um, aside here. Uh, I have this number. Okay. On a normalized home court, I have this Nuggets minus 2.7. On a adjusted for last year's home court, so if you think the Nuggets are going to have as good a home court advantage as they had last year when they had the second best in the league behind Memphis, I have them <laughs> minus 6.5. So... If you believe in the Nuggets home court with the altitude, I think there's value on Denver. If you think that they're, they will probably, that home court advantage will be neutralized by the Lakers having more time off, not flying in necessarily the day before um, or the morning of, or um, the rigor of travel during the season. And they'll be kind of adjusted plus the weirdness of banner and ring night for how emotional it'll be. I think there's a little bit of value on the Lakers. As such, I don't have a play on that. I'm going to be staying away from totals in general early on in the season. I think it's very difficult to kind of get to uh, as far as what we want to do early in the season. Um, I'll get to my kind of caps on on the props that I've got. But, Joe, I want to kind of get your thoughts on do you have, like, leans as far as this game goes? I think I lean the over um, just a little bit generally. I know it looks like Torian Prince is going to start. Um, and I know that the Lakers have been playing a lot more drop in preseason. And that's kind of something that they kind of are going to default to, I think, just throughout the course of the regular season. is a little bit easier for them, um, especially with some of their screen navigation. So I think that given Denver's just like offensive proficiency, that's going to be a spot that they can really kind of target. But I also like Torian Prince and like what he's been able to do for the Lakers offense. Um, I think the offense is a little bit more malleable um, so far and kind of like what we've been able to see. And obviously, like LeBron's healthy. Anthony Davis is healthy it's like it's the first game of the season like these guys are healthy um so I think that we should be able to see some effort there and I think that having Austin Reeves have like that full season coming off USA basketball um I do like your play on him I'm on his over assists I have it like at three and a half but it's kind of moved to four and a half so I think that your pivot at the PRA is is really the way to target him because the points are there the rebounds he kind of grabs and the dimes are always kind of there as well so um, I think that I just kind of lean the over here. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a faster paced game with not as much defense. Yeah, I like the Austin Reeves play. They left him the Nuggets entire game plan in the playoffs. And that's a playoff game plan versus regular season. But the plan very much was like Austin Reeves can do whatever. Like yeah. if he's going to shoot 60% from three, that's fine. 
Like he can do whatever. There are impactful points and there are non-impactful points. And the Nuggets treat Austin Reeves points um, as pretty non-impactful. So the starting minutes I like there. When he staggers with the second unit, which I think he will do a fair amount running the second unit as point guard. He's going to be going up against Reggie Jackson and then Jalen Pickett to a certain degree. Uh, I love the rebound capacity there. I love that anytime that he's going to be on the floor versus that second unit, they are likely, depending on who the Lakers roll out at backup center and AD is not on the floor, the Nuggets are very likely to go small with Zeke Naji, who they just gave a $32 million extension to. Yeah. Those units switch very effectively, but they don't rebound. They're all undersized. It's Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson. And uh, they may be Julian Strother, Christian Brown, those type of guys. I don't expect those units to rebound well. I think there'll be a lot of rebound opportunities for Austin Reeves to pick up a few extra to guess over this. I think the Nuggets will allow him to shoot. And I think he'll be able to create some in various situations because quite honestly, the Nuggets defense is going to be not, I don't want to overstate it. It's not going to be a train wreck. It's, not be, it's just not going to be good. I don't think earlier. They may have a stretch of the season where they're good. What I don't expect is like for them to come out of the gates. If you look at preseason, they know that they can just score with anybody, and that's going to be how they get through the season. I don't expect them to clamp in game one, even against no. the Lakers, even on ring night. So I like the, the points, rebounds, assists, 22 and a half over for Austin Reeves. Jim, do you have any leans on this game? Yeah, I lean towards the Nuggets. Um, I am more of a believer that that home court advantage is, you know, maybe not to the full extreme that we saw um, last season, but it's been... Of, uh, you know, a generation of that home court being the best, uh, the best in basketball. I think on, you know, ring night, I think, you know, Michael Maroon's been, the Lakers have been on his mind. We'll put it that way. Um, so if this is, if this is a close game, um, we, we talked about how that, that four and a half is kind of the equivalent to the funky zone that we see in the NFL, you know, that four and a half can often be free throws late in the game. Um, so it, it's kind of a that that's that honestly scares me off of making it a play in general. But I do I think Denver is the better team. Um, I know the the Lakers. Part of my hesitations with them are from a, a for a season long um, perspective, and I don't think I don't trust their health very much. Um, and obviously, that's not as much an issue. Um, you have D'Angelo Russell saying things that theoretically would be amazing if they if they came through. Um, but, I, I still think Denver is is the better team here with the far better best player um, on a night that they're they're going to have motivation um, to to win it and but the four and a half number I don't make enough to make it a bet um, but I do lean that direction. I will say that Michael Bore Jr. and Christian Brown neither one of them played in preseason and yeah. they both participated in practice on Sunday. They were full participants, no restrictions. Doesn't seem like they're not going to play, but if there's something weird, this line could move. Um, I would say that MPJ, as good as he is in this particular matchup, isn't going to necessarily change how, like my cap on it. So I would say that if this were to hit under three, if this were to get bet, if Lakers were to get bet down, um, and this were to get hit Nuggets minus two and a half, I would have a play on the Nuggets. Four and a half is like right at the cusp of where I don't want it um, yeah. for a number of reasons, including you got the you're up four, they don't foul, thirteen seconds left, whatever, they let it run out. So a uh, little bit of a warning sign there. Uh, I have Jokic two plus threes. I looked at the over 0.5 and decided I was willing to go ahead and pay uh, for the extra three and pick up the juice on it. This really just comes down to, if you watch the the conference finals, you kind of saw this. Joker's very comfortable shooting threes versus AD. Uh, AD's going to give him space. Like AD's just not going to guard him. No matter how many times Joker hits those shots that you saw on those replays. And if you're like, 
come on, he can't hit those again. Yes, he can. Yeah, he absolutely 100% can. Uh, I watched his first possession in preseason of a home game. He dribbled it off of his leg out to the three-point line, turned around and hit a Sambor shuffle. Like, just gross. So, look, Joker has taken a high amount of threes in preseason, and I don't necessarily think that that equates to what he's going to take in terms of the regular season approach. But is he going to just be like, yes, I'm going to muscle up and play like I did in the conference finals and try and bully through Anthony Davis? Or is he going to take some threes if maybe he gives it to him? I think he gives... I think he gives him some threes and I think he's, there's enough yeah. value at plus 280 for him to hit two. So um, as we went over in the props episode, uh, I'm terrible at props. So before you go running out to bet that, uh, I, I wanted to talk about them because I think they're interesting and get them on the record. But uh, J- uh, Joe is, you like the PRA one. What, why am I going to lose the, the, the Jokic two, two threes bet? I guess the re- the only way that you're really losing it is that like in the regular season, I think Jokic took fewer threes just like generally. And in the playoffs, for whatever reason, he was just like, well, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Um, but I think like his approach is was a little bit different in the playoffs than in the regular season. But I think at the same time, like I kind of said before, the Lakers are generally playing a little bit more drop. I don't think Anthony Davis is going to want to be like out on the perimeter defending Jokic. Um, and we know like if Christian Woods in there, then that's just going to be a disaster in and of itself. So defending him. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't hate it. And especially at a plus number, you know, I can't, I can't really hate on it too much, Matt. <laughs> and Hey, maybe Rui Hachimura like gets way up under him. Um, the risk yeah. there is always, if you, come up on him and your defense is open underneath that opens up cuts. And that's how yeah. he, he kills you every way. He especially kills you. If you don't provide room protection exactly. uh, in the late game, which we have a bunch of bets on, we'll get to that one. Uh, the Phoenix Suns taking on the golden state warriors. I have warriors money line real quickly. Feel good about this one. Draymond green practice in full on Sunday. So this line mm. was warriors and then dipped to Suns, <laughs> and then Draymond got cleared and it's back to warriors minus one. I think that Draymond plays and I think that Warriors at home is enough for me to, to go ahead and bet this um, yeah. on the on a on the money line at minus 110. You want to lay like I said, there's no real value there at minus one. Right. I don't don't play alternates. Don't do that. Just take the take the win. Just just play the money line. Uh, my projection on this based off of power ratings, which is new this year. I'm very excited about having uh, I actually have money line projections on power ratings, which is well, very like exciting this. for me to lose more money betting on dogs uh i'm very excited for that possibility this season but look i I make this minus 212 based off of power rating model um based off of warriors home court and that's even with the adjusted for the normalized home court and the warriors have a significant one so i like warriors money line here this is going to be an interesting matchup but when you look at what the warriors have in terms of balance and offense and defense balance in units too the suns can stagger but the warriors can stagger more where they're always going to have like two of the big four draymond clay steph and chris paul on the floor i love kevon looney in this matchup i think he's going to be able to really do work versus nurkic i don't love that combo for phoenix like right off the bat this is gonna be a test of nurkic um so i'll go ahead and i'll take warriors money line here jim you got a reaction yeah, I'm I'm with you on leading to the Warriors as well. Um, and I think uh, it's interesting to hear you say you're so confident that Draymond is playing. I I looked at this in a couple of different ways. Um, I think there it's two very different uh, game trips if if Dre does play or not. Obviously, um, I still like the over regardless of if he plays. Um, but I will say it's it's 
it's a hammer if he if he uh, is out, and it's it's more of a strong lean if he if he does play. Mostly based on wanting to see this Suns defense um, actually prove anything to me. I think they're going to play at a very high pace, and I think they're not going to be too stressed about defense, um, especially you know as they're figuring things out on the offensive side. Um, if if Draymond does play, I think there's a few different angles um, to look at here. I think uh, Kevin Durant under points is a prop that I'm going to be looking at regardless to start the season. Um, and this is uh, a matchup that is not great for him if Draymond is in. Um, he's he's never really had great success against Draymond. Um, we'll have to see if he might draw the Nurkic assignment. I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, how the minutes allocation works out in, in Golden State. And that's what... You know, you can you can learn a lot in the first week, and you can also um, you know confuse yourself a lot and overthink stuff a lot. But I do. I'm very curious to see a few a few minutes alignments um, along those lines. Uh, if Looney is coming off the bench and Draymond is acting as a solo big, I think his over on rebounds, even a, a rebound escalator. Uh, shout out to Joe here. You know, that's something to be looking at. Um, you know, Wiggins is there to grab boards, but other than that, it's a pretty small Warriors team. Um, so I, there's there's a lot of different ways to approach this. But I think if Draymond is in, I think my my some of my favorites are Kip, Kevin Durant points under, Draymond rebounds over, um, and then the the game over if if Draymond does not play. So you like the game over here. Uh, so that's if if Draymond doesn't play, you like the game over. Is that correct to reassert that? Yeah, and it's a it's a lean regardless though. Okay, uh, let's talk about Bradley Beal over four and a half assists. What makes you lean towards that cap? Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see we're getting plus money on over four and a half here. Um, that's basically been his floor for the last six seasons. Um, you know, he averaged uh, well over five last season, over six the year before that. And this was on very mediocre Wizards teams where he wasn't always necessarily the nominal point guard. He is now nominally the point guard on what should be an excellent offense. You know, I think we all have qualms with maybe the team as a whole and, and their approach to, to defense or lack thereof. Um, but in terms of this offense, it's, it's going to be an electric offense and him, you know, I, I think Booker will, will get lots of usage and we'll be, we'll be collecting assists as well. But, um, this, this number is just a little bit too low to, to be saying it's implied, implied odds under 50%, um, in a game that I see, uh, having a decent amount of points on the board. I wasn't going to play it anyway, because I think the Warriors will switch enough on, on off ball pin downs for Durant. Cause that's how Booker picked up a lot of assists, like I've loved the Booker assist props last year, but the books are clearly wise yeah. to it. Like there's a yeah. six plus minus one ninety in the market. Like come on, come on, gross. That's <laughs> gross. Like gross. that's 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 rude books. Uh, so we'll wait for maybe you know he he maybe Beal plays more point guard early, and we'll find a spot to get back in on that later once things kind of normalize. Uh, I'm very curious about Joe's bets. We'll start with I, we got to get some sort of. I'm gonna get our producer, David Payne, to find us a drop for the ladder. We need some, I think probably just from WWE, like, <laughs> with the ladder. Um, we need some sort of, of drop for it. We, I love that you're starting off the season with a ladder play. Give me the Booker ladder threes. From the ladder, so like I've talked about this before about why I think, you know, you need to try to take advantage of some of these spots earlier um, just because I think that the number is going to move so much like it's open. The baseline is one and a half at minus 160. I think that you're better off, honestly, just foregoing that and taking three plus four plus and five plus because you can you can get like even plus 200 for three plus in the market. The reason I like this is that in the preseason, he's played three games and he's hit two, three and four threes on four, six and six attempts. 
games. The thing that's different here is that that comprised almost 50% of his shot profile in the preseason. And he did that in never without playing more than 21 minutes in any game. So I think that this coincides pretty well with some of the comments that Frank Vogel has made uh, with the Phoenix Suns, but it actually is similar to the things that he was saying with the Los Angeles Lakers when he was the coach there. And he was saying that he wants them to shoot more threes. And a big part of that is because of the fact of their relative lack of three-point shooting kind of hurt them against Denver. It hurt them in the playoffs and it made the margins so much thinner, right? So I think that Booker is one of their best three-point shooters if he actually shoots the three ball. Um, And we know he's going to be out there. We can see that in the volume. And the difference is that the 40, like roughly 50% in terms of his shot profile in the preseason, it's a dramatic swing from what he was doing during the regular season last year, where it was closer to like 25%. So if there's any carryover, I think that these numbers are just all way too short, especially when you can find some five pluses out there in the market at close to 15 to one. Um, and that's why I like Devin Booker on this three point ladder. I like how you're starting off going against one of my major caps on them, which is they're not going to shoot enough threes. Um, I hear the Frank Vogel conversation. I looked this up. Since 2014, Frank Vogel's teams have never finished with more made threes per 100 possessions than their opponent. They have always lost, on average, the three-point battle. So, like... Look, if they come out tomorrow and they are bombing and you hit this ladder and we will be celebrating you, um, I'm going to have to change a lot of like my cap on the on the Suns and I'm probably going to have to come back in on them to win the division after having a uh, Clippers division bet. So um, that's, I think, a a really meaningful early signal I want to look for is what is the Suns three point output look like? And if Booker's bombing, even in this matchup, just the willingness, just the insertion of those mechanisms into the offense is meaningful to me. Um, so uh, you have use of Nurkic over two and a half assists. It's cool that you think he's not going to foul out um, in 25 minutes. How, how's, how's Nurk getting over two and a half assists here, Joe? Look, all I need him to play is like 25 minutes. It's fine. Uh, the thing, <laughs> the thing is like last year, he really only played about 26 minutes a game anyway. So this is, we're kind of like right in where he's supposed to be. Right. Um, the thing here is that Phoenix obviously has like a relative lack of depth. Um, we're unsure, you know, kind of what Golden State's going to do, especially with the Draymond injury. Like, is he going to play his normal amount of minutes? Or are we going to see a lot more Kevon Looney, which means that we're probably going to see a little bit more Nurk. Um, the way that I see this is this line opened at, plus money at two and a half um it's since been bet down it's about like standard juice around minus 110 part of why i like this is in the three preseason games he's played he's got five two and three never played more than 21 minutes but what was more important to me was that the two games that he had the five and the three were with booker durant and beal um i think that Use of Nurkic is a significant downgrade from DeAndre Ayton for as like an overall just basketball player. But the one thing that Nurkic does well and better than Ayton is actually pass the ball. Um, number one, Ayton didn't really get the ball, but it's not. That's kind of besides the point. But Aiton, but Nurkic should operate as a decent wheel man. I think that he can operate out of the post and find a couple like open guys and he got he knows what his role is here he knows he's not trying to go score a million points and even last year when he did play 40 games with Damian Lillard and in those games he had three or more in half of them and he averaged 2.9 assists per game so that was with just one person that could really score and now he's got Booker 
Beal and Durant all on the same team. So I like him to go over the two and a half assists. Okay. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, join me now for Tuesday Best Bets. He's back. The man, the myth, the legend. Regular temperature, Jay. Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Money is Money and in the Action Network app. Jay, welcome back to Buckets, my man. Good to see you again. Let's get it. What do you want to start with for your Tuesday best bet? Man, there's only one way that I could start. Start off the season, man. We're going with the team that got swept out of the NBA playoffs. Playoff revenge spot. Um, this is a spot that I'll take 10 times out of 10 and live with the results. I am taking the LA Lakers with the points in this one, plus the five. Uh, personally, I think that they went out right, but I will be, obviously, I mean, if they're going to give me points, I will take them here. Um, and if they don't get it done, then I'll just double up with them on the next time, man. So Lakers plus the five, Tuesday. I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised you're on it, given your well-known penchant for loving the motivation spot. I think it's an interesting question, right, of like, I, I am very just like confused by the whole stuff with this, where it's like, yeah, the Nuggets have been talking all this shit, and it's not, no, 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 they haven't. Like, that's just not a thing that's happened. Like, the Nuggets have actually not talked a lot of shit. Uh, one Denver reporter did, and Michael Malone made one comment when he was drunk at a parade, and other than that, the Nuggets have kept their mouths shut. But everyone today is like, is like, well, you know, the Nuggets have been talking. And it's like, I I don't know, man. You see Nikola Jokic man. on fucking Instagram running, sh- talking shit? I don't think so. But, like, you're not wrong in that, like, the Lakers definitely think that they've talked a bunch of shit. Anthony Davis has talked a bunch of shit. Like, Anthony Davis is like, oh, we're coming. We've got this game circled. I would tell you I'd be a little bit nervous about that. I don't want Anthony Davis in any sort of spot where he's supposed to bow up and look tough. Like, that's not... That you need you need AD when it's a Tuesday versus a small undersized team missing their center. That's when you want Anthony Davis. Uh, but I get it. This is a revenge spot, and those are your favorite plays. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that there have been three instances over the summer where he said something. Obviously, it was after that, but uh, the coach, Mike Malone, did go on the podcast as well. I believe it was yeah, the, it may, it may have been the Pat uh, McAfee yeah, show, but regards to it, there has been three separate times this year where they're mentioning the Lakers. Um, I don't really care about that. That's not part of my cap. Part of my cap is, I will throw in that, AD telling me that they have this spot circled and they can't wait. Um, that is That lets me know that they really want this game, which I already know that, right? But um, I don't think that they necessarily should have got swept out of the playoffs but they did but this is the revenge spot and um I'm, i don't know i might take the lakers every single matchup this year versus the nuggets if you lose this and the nuggets win what are you gonna think i'm gonna wait the next game i'm not gonna think anything i know it's very possible and the nuggets could come out on their home floor ring night um but part of that motivation is the team that's on the other end, watching you get your rings, like yeah. you, you want to spoil that party. So while the Nuggets, they're going to be up for this game as well, it's still a little bit of emotional letdown when you're when you're taking back to last season, reminiscing on everything that happened. You're getting your rings, um, and then it's it's really hard to turn that off and get ready for the game where we know the Lakers can't wait for this game. So if they do happen to lose this game by more than six points, um, I will be throwing a few more units on them the next time that they play. So I'm not, I'm not scared, man. Situations are not analogous, but it does kind of feel like a little bit like the 2011-12 season opener, which was Heat at Mavericks for Mavericks ring night, and LeBron went out there and just like he <laughs> he brought the building to to rubble. That was you know 12 years ago, so it's a little bit different, but uh, an interesting one nonetheless. All right, join me now as we continue our smorgasbord of best bets for NBA opening night. I've got Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. And Sean Little, you can find him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. They're both in the Action Network app. Boys, thanks for joining me. What do you got for our opening slate? Albert, give me your best bet for Tuesday. Tuesday night, two games only on the slate, opening night of NBA. I like the Lakers to come into Denver and maybe upset them for the game, but my best bet is going to be first half plus two and a half LA. All right, Sean. What 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 do you happen to have on this game? Uh, I swear I didn't copy my guy AC. We were talking about it just before we hopped on. I'm also on the Lakers first half plus two and a half. I think they believe that chip is uh, is real. We'll get into it. All right, so let's talk about this. I've got some prop plays on it. I stayed away from the side in part because like there's basically depending on how much you factor home court for Denver is whether or not this should be a play on the Lakers definitively or the Nuggets definitively. Um, I don't know how to factor it with the altitude where I'm not sure when the Lakers got into town. I don't know if they're coming into town on Monday. I don't know if they're coming into town. If they got in town on Sunday, if they gave themselves time to acclimate, I would imagine it's probably Monday, um, which that's a little, that favors, I think Denver a little bit here. The first half play is specific and interesting. Sean, let's start with you. Why do you like the Lakers in the first half? Yeah, a few things. Let's give a, some of the numbers that I always think are interesting. I, I actually messaged. We were, I was scouts going, just looking all over on the internet for first half ATS on ring night. I had trouble finding it, but ring nights last eleven years, nine and two straight up to the folks raising the banner, seven and two against the spread, and also LeBron James zero four on the road in season openers dating back to twenty fifteen. But this is a spot for the Lakers and LeBron and AD and the rest of the guys. I really think they've talked themselves into this Nuggets banter being real when we all know, or the people that are paying attention know, that the Nuggets are just playing ball and doing what they do and going about their business night in, night out. And that's 
what they did in the playoffs and were able to take care of business when they saw the Lakers heads up. But this is, seems to be a real thing for the Lakers. They believe the Nuggets were disrespecting them, don't believe in them, and don't think they're on their their level and playing their caliber of basketball. I think the Lakers are going to bring that here in the opening. It's, it's like it's going to be a rallying cry for the Lakers in the opening night. Also, new impact guys, of course, for the playoff run. They're newer, but this is now this is now going to be the full year. D'Lo, Rui, and of course, we know the new Austin Reeves. I think there's going to be a lot of nights where he is clear in a way the second option on offense after Anthony Davis and LeBron James is also going to be playing that specific playmaker role. That's, all I, that's also why I gave out, I like LeBron under 27.1 season uh, for points per game. So I like that season long prop there. But we know the Lakers have been towards the bottom of the league in offensive rating the last three years. That's why they brought Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood solely on bringing some additional offense. I think they helped there. Beginning of the season last year for the Nuggets, October to January, so 2022, Nuggets 19-24 and 24 ATS in the first half against the spread. I'm interested to see how these rotations break out. We know the big minutes are big crucial minutes as well uh, that are being left by Bruce Brown. So overall, I think the Lakers have bought into this narrative that the Nuggets don't respect them, and they at least show up and get rolling here in the first half against the Nuggets team that to start the season and to the second half of the season, they weren't, they were right at 500 in the first half. I think this is where uh, it's very competitive, at least initially I'll take the two and a half points with the Lakers. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how the game plays out. It's one of the reasons I haven't bet it because uh, there's a lot of things I think that are on the table here where it's like, I can't really rule out an outcome um, in terms of probabilistically. I think they're all about pretty even where, I I could also see Denver just smacking them pretty hard because honestly, what's really funny is like, oh, all the trash talk, like the, the Nuggets haven't done any. It's like, this is a complete fabrication. Like all it is, is Vic Lombardi, who's been on local media for years, said the Lakers are the daddy line. Malone made one reference to LeBron retiring and that's that's it. Like no player has said anything. So there's this, but I agree with you. It's kind of this narrative. Like I, I will, I will say it makes me want to bet the Nuggets that Anthony Davis is like, oh yeah, we've got that day, that that game circle. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> Anytime Anthony Davis is like, I'm gonna go in there and dominate. I'm like, I want to fade that moment. That's that's what I want to fade. Um, so I, you know, that makes me believe Nuggets. But at the same time, you know, ring night, emotional. Um, they're talking a lot about how like, yeah, we just want to kind of, you know, it'll be nice, but then we've got work to do. Like, they're super focused on it. The bench is worse, but the bench was bad last year. Um, you're the first half play you're going up against. It, it presumably won't be a Lakers by more than 15. And in that situation, you're having to live through five minutes of Jokic ball, at least, uh, in that closing quarter, that the Nuggets starters will probably look really good. Their continuity is is clean, and whenever they've played anybody, preseason, scrimmages, whatever, the starters look apparently just hyper-dominant. Yeah, um, yeah Jokic right I, around that's like 17.1, 17.2 minutes in the first yeah. half at home. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. But, look, the Lakers are definitely the more motiv- motivated team here, and I always talk about how motivation is the biggest edge in NBA regular season. AC, why do you like this play? Yeah, so this is game one of 82, right? It's hard to project how these guys are going to play, but I think what we know or the the least unknowns is the first half because I actually, I actually lean LA for the game, but 
but I can't count on them, you know, late in the fourth. I can't count on them shooting free throws well either. Um, I know Denver's the better starting five, and they've been together. They're going to execute a lot better down the stretch. So that's why I'm going to stay away from the full game and really focus on the first half. And the reason, another reason is, you know, LeBron entering year 21, I think he's going to not play a full slate of minutes that night, right? I think he's going to probably see much of most or much of his time in the first half. And then I think if it's, I don't know how, what the uh, rotations are going to be in the second half, but I think he's going to scale down in the minutes. He's always been like that. He, he has to work himself into midseason form. And then the other thing I like is um, I wish our guy Jay was here, but it's a great revenge spot, right? We talk about revenge spot not only night to night or week to week, but head to head, right? Even if it's from last season back May when the Denver Nuggets did sweep the LA Lakers. So I think it's a great spot for them. I think they're deeper. And again, Matt and, and Sean mentioned it, but they are a little motiv- more motivated. And I think those, um, those bench minutes are really what's going to set the difference in that first half. Yeah, so the the key, I think, is that the Lakers stagger their guys, and that gives the Nuggets a lot of problems because they don't stagger Jokic, which I think they should, as a as a person that does not know a fraction of what Michael Malone knows about basketball. I don't understand. He's going to do this again, where he's going to pull Jamal Murray around the six-minute mark of the first quarter and then bring him back to start the second and have him play with the second unit alongside Reggie Jackson. And, like, heads up, like, those those units are going to get murdered. Like, they're just going to get absolutely murdered so if you've got like a i'm gonna be looking for whoever the denver is playing if they're leading after the first quarter by a heavy margin i will be coming back on the other side for the first half spread um throughout the early part of the season because i just don't think those lineups are going to work at all the counter to this would be the non-jokic minutes last year had a minus 10 net rating like the bar is in hell. That's how low it is. Like you literally have to not be a trash can on fire rolling down the hill for this Nuggets bench to be better than last season. Uh it's a lot of kiddos. My concern honestly is my biggest concern is first quarter after Murray checks out. Is that what's going to happen is Murray goes out, Reggie Jackson comes in. Last season the starters minus Murray with Bruce Brown were plus 13. Like they destroyed and so it's like, okay, if you go from minus 13, they're going to win those minutes. It's Jokic. But if you go from, from plus 13 to plus 7, that means that the margin for error for that bench unit, which is still going to be bad, is smaller. So even if they're not as bad as last year's, they have to be that much better than last year's to make up for the downgrade in the stagger minutes. So this like rotational flow for Denver is what I'm really worried about early on in the, in the season. That said, it's also possible that rookie Julian Strother comes in and hits like four threes for the bench unit, and that's enough to get them through those minutes for Jokic to get back in. Yeah. So, well, yeah. If you could, if that happens, you can pack up this play and throw it in the trash for sure. But yeah. the the new rotations, the different things that I think Denver's going to be working through are are going to be in our favor. If you have the Lakers plus two and a half, the 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 time to get rest, at least in this game, and start the season out for Jokic, like you said, Matt. It's going to be Murray coming out in the first quarter, and then Jokic, Jokic getting some rest here in the second. That's what I'm I'm banking on, and I believe that the Lakers are just going to come out trying to prove something that the Nuggets sincerely don't even know what they're talking about. Like that's, I think that's sincere and the Lakers are going to try to come out and prove either themselves uh, right. And, and the rest of, I guess the Twitter, Twitter verse wrong. All right. That's 
Sean Little and Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. You can find them on Twitter and then the Action Network app. That's going to do it for Best Bets on a Tuesday. We're off and running. Glad to have you guys with us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Best Bets. We've got Best Bets lined up on Wednesday for all of the, the big, huge monster slate that we've got on what is really opening night, in my opinion, in the NBA. We'll see you tomorrow. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, our video producers, including Hutton Jackson on the video side, getting us up on YouTube. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.